If you want to know the secret to creating content that's interesting, memorable, and emotional, you don't want to miss this. It's really important to do your research first and foremost. So you、mm -hmm. avoid the so what content. I always call it, you know, either so what resumes or so what content because this is Jill Dow. If you have to curate content based on who's listening and who's watching to be able to appeal and resonate emotionally, right? And then further to that, understand what your objectives are. Right, so、mm -hmm. does it have to be unique? Does it have to be customized? Are you educating somebody on something? Is it just for pure fun? Right. Jill has been in consumer marketing for the past thirty years. She has made successful national consumer-driven marketing programs for companies like Nestle, M&M, Mars, and Tropicana, and many more. Now, Jill is the CEO at York and Chapel. This is a digital house which grew into full-service marketing and branding agency in the past twenty years. So. She has tons of experience, and when I say the secret to creating content that's interesting, memorable, and emotional, there is no one else better than Jill who can explain this, how to achieve this. And when I said that you don't want to miss this, I meant that. I still mean that you don't want to miss this episode. If you want to know more about this podcast, go to startingtoknow.com. Startingtoknow.com. You can learn more about this. Podcasts and many business-related topics. If you want to know more about me, go to issuesing.com. I s h u s i n g h dot com. Issuesing.com. You can go there and learn more about me. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Jill to the show. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ishu. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure to have you here. Why don't we first start with your company? What is happening in York and Chapel?、Uh, how is your journey going there? York and Chapel has been through just a wonderful、um, resurgence since COVID.、Um, we've been in business for about twenty years.、Uh, I've been with the agency for five years, but as a traditional marketer, York and Chapel was my digital and creative agency for the better part of fourteen years, and then they hired me five years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a dream come true. I've known the partners for for a very long time,、um, but we during COVID because of our digital roots,、uh, we were really able. To help our clients and the brands themselves create a more evolved presence online at a、mm -hmm. time where people really were confined to their homes and really a slave to their devices. So、uh, it's been wonderful. We were born as a digital and design house, and really have just flourished over the past two decades as just a full service marketing agency with a passion for technology. And I think that's so important because, and you know this too.、Mm -hmm. Technology just evolves every year. Social、mm. evolves every week. So there's something new all the time. It's been me as as、uh, the point in my career that I am right now has been such a, a gift for me.、Um, just being able to learn something new, and that's really rare at my age.、Mm -hmm. I I agree. Like technology is always evolving, and I had Nelson, as I mentioned you a few days ago on the show, and he also touched onto the point of technology. I think you might be doing something innovative there, because he also touched onto that point. Like you're you're leveraging technology, new things are coming up. So I'm just assuming, right? Sure, you know, and it's funny because Nelson and his brother Dave, who's one of our other partners,、mm -hmm. they are our, you know, Dave's our technology officer, and he is so adept and so、um, up on the trends, and he's got a fantastic team in that regard. We're keeping a close eye on artificial intelligence、mm -hmm. um, because that's going to be. Some people think it's very scary. I don't think that robots will take our jobs just yet, but maybe.、Mm -hmm. 
in the future sometime. <laughs> but yes, we just really try to leverage um, technology in a way that's really palatable for some brands and clients that might not have dipped their toe in that far already. So mm. but it also plays such a huge role in content because it makes it so much more interesting and active and interactive. True. I agree there as well. So how do you how do you approach the process of creating content that resonates emotionally with the audience? Like how do you do that? I'll tell you this, just like everything from a marketing perspective, and we're all consumers at heart, right? Like we all have brands that we love and, you know, ways that we want to connect with our audiences and just the people around us. It's really important to do your research first and foremost. So you mm -hmm. avoid the so what content. I always call it, you know, either so what resumes or so what content, because if you have to curate content based on who's listening and who's watching to be able to appeal and resonate emotionally, right? And then further to that, understand what your objectives are, right? So mm -hmm. does it have to be unique? Does it have to be customized? Are you educating somebody on something? Is it just for pure fun, right? Or is it to build loyalty with consumers or drive sales or increase followers? There's so many different objectives. You have to be careful not to create more than maybe two or three because mm -hmm. content as you know, has many different forms and many different timeframes. So doing the research and understanding the research that's going to resonate with your consumer and satisfy those objectives or KPIs, I think is the, the very first thing, right? And then the second thing is, well, there's more than two, but obviously, but creating content requires creating, right? Creativity. Yeah. So what gets the attention? Why do they want to listen? What gives us permission to be able to give you this content? When theoretically they could be getting content from so many different places, right? So why do they want to listen to us? So it's really important for us to try to make sure that we're giving the right message in a way that we get permission to give them. Mm -hmm. And you talked about how we can create the content. What should we think? Uh, like, so what kind of strategy there? How right. should a brand pick a topic? Okay, we know now we're going to create the content, but how should we pick a topic? What do you think is a good topic? I'll tell you. Each brand is different, um, just like agencies and you, like we might all have a niche, right? There's mm -hmm. something that we specialize in and that we know or love. Each client really has to make sure that they are providing information that's relevant to their brand and mm -hmm. their the brand DNA, right? What do they stand for? And then using a medium or a vehicle that makes sense for them right? Because some people kind of like attach a celebrity sometimes to their content. It might not make total sense uh, just to gain eyeballs, but I think it's really understanding what is your specialty. Basically take it from there, not focusing on who is going to be in the content, focus on the content itself. But is there any specific topic that they should be talking about, the brand should be talking about, or it depends on the journey or the type of the product? Um, I think what really would be helpful for consumers, again, if a brand is trying to get somebody to ingrain that brand into their lifestyle, mm -hmm. is to make sure that they have a point of difference, right? Mm -hmm. So we had an insurance client, I still have the insurance client, but we they had to depict natural disasters to their consumer base, which could be very depressing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so we ended up doing illustrative videos to be able to softly depict 
what process you have to go to if, if you are, if you succumb to a natural disaster, your dwelling, your car, or something of that nature, right? Mm. So it's really finding what, what you're speaking of, right? And then what is the correct way to be able to deliver that message? And there's not just one size fits all. There's not one answer. Um, and we always give different options for our clients, but I truly believe it's got to direct, tie directly back to uh, to your brand, you know, newer brands. I, I think that's a hard and fast rule. I think brands like you see like Geico and I mean, they have the most crazy outrageous things, but mm -hmm. the recall on Geico commercials is through the roof because they've been around so long. They've done such a great job. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, the way is as well, like you said, it can be the, it can be the way to, to tell your message. Like, it's all about storytelling. That's what I'm I'm assuming that you're you're pointing towards. And how do you incorporate storytelling into the content creation process? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it could be through many different mediums. Um, you know, it's funny. We have more than one creator of our content, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a think tank here, a think tank here at the agency. And so um the storytelling piece, we try to take different angles. So for instance, um, you know, we've got a technology company where we did a photographic series, right? Which was something that ended up being wild postings in key, uh, you know, key cities across the US. Um, but that same client also has to speak to the hardware of that technology, the cameras, the scopes, things of that nature. You have to be able to educate those consumers, probably the same consumers as to, the inner workings of those, you know, those elements, those, those products, mm. and then the end result of those products, which would be that photographic series to see how beautifully these things can photograph. It can like depend on the person or, or the company coming up with the storytelling method or what the message is going to be in the story, right? Absolutely. Because no, I mean, you think how many people do you know, right? And how many people yeah. have you spoken to? And I don't think any podcast has been the same, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it's so multifactorial, you know, and in addition to being able to tell the story, making sure that story gets into the right hands is so important as well. You know, whether yeah. it's media or just, you know, social boost, things of that nature, um, because what you want to do is keep that conversation going because the story doesn't end with that content. Because if it does, you might have failed, right? Um, mm. It goes back to your objectives. You want to make sure that that audience is maybe engaging with you. The mm. conversation continues in a different way, that you get their contact information. You continue to have the conversation from a brand perspective. Mm -hmm. And what do, you what do you feel are the most important like elements of storytelling? Or maybe what are the most important qualities of a good story? I think that there's got to be a hook to get in. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not as, uh, as simple, maybe, I mean, it could be as simple as a headline, depending on how, you know, you're sharing the content, but being able to pay off what that headline is, because that headline, you, you scroll, I scroll, we all do, mm -hmm. whether it's four o'clock in the morning and we can't sleep or it's, <laughs> you know, or you're doing it for your job. You want to yeah. say, what's really going to grab these, uh, these, this viewer's attention. And so I think that that's really important is to be able to have, you know, a, a headline, but also to be able to pay off that headline in the content. And that you have that you're achieving a goal from that. It can be a kind of a clickbaity, um, I would say, a headline as well. But you have to justify it in your content. That's what you're saying. Right. Well, and because clickbait is like completely, you know, blasphemous. We do not love that, right? <laughs> but you want to make sure that you're engaging, right? So we would call yeah. it a call to action, or in my old marketing days. Yeah. Um, but definitely, just because what you don't want is them to never come back again. 
right? So that, mm-hmm. that user experience, um, you know, and we pride ourselves on obviously, you know, user experience to be as optimal as we can and optimized as we can. Mm-hmm. So there's just got to be something that's going to be able to catch their attention. But, you know, as soon as that, I mean, these every people are so savvy. Um, I've got, you know, stepkids that are, you know, young and they don't know anything beyond having a, a phone or a device, right? Like mm-hmm. they need immediately if it's, mm-hmm. if it's not genuine. What I have felt as well, um, younger generation, like they are much smarter than us. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I surround myself with people who are smarter than I am. And that is what, that is what you should do in your life, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. True. And I absolutely think that I, it's funny. I have a story. I have uh, at one of my old, uh, one of my old clients uh, that we worked on many years ago. She had a, a three-year-old child who was in the dentist's office. And when I was a kid, they had something called a highlights magazine, which was a, a periodical, a physical periodical. Mm-hmm. And you would go through and read these pages. And she was telling me, this is, you know, probably 15 years ago when things were really just starting to generate. And she said he was sitting in the dentist's office trying to swipe the page of the magazine. Because that's how used to, he was three years old. Like, it's just, they're absolutely just smarter than we are. And technology's helped us do that, right? I mean, there's a, there's a dark side to it sometimes, which we, you know, try to educate as well. But I think for the most part, it's for the greater good. The world is so different now. Okay. Moving forward with that one, like how can a brand find a balance between uh, being creative and, and at the same time meeting the business needs? Um, I know we talked about storytelling. We talked right. about how technology is doing or what technology is doing. We talked about headlines. We talked about topic. Right. But how can we find a balance? Like being creative, because in your role as well, at the same time, you are creative, but at the same time, you're, you're running a business, right? Oh, yes. So <laughs> I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you this, having the plan upfront helps, but being able to pivot and do a plan that's agile because you've got to be able to test. And especially in this medium, it's the easiest way to test and understand what's working, whether it's a piece of creative, a headline that's not working. Um, People aren't being driven to an end destination like a website or a QR code or something. Um, Being able to understand, now this would be backed by media, right? So we are big proponents of just making sure that um, if we are boosting content or paying for media to back the content that one, it gets to the right audience and that that audience is reacting because yeah. impressions are great, but that doesn't always translate to, um, the objectives of, of some of our clients. Right. So, you know, we've done programs where we've pivoted on media, you know, every week or two weeks, if, if sales are a real factor, there was a startup we were working with. And if sales are a factor and they're not driving sales, like and there's investments involved mm-hmm. and investors involved, you got to move. You have to make sure that you're pivoting in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And if, with the technology, like we can't do that, right? Before, like I would say 10, 20 years ago, when there was focus on print or more than that, like more than, more than like 20 years when the focus was print, once the headline, once the content is out, it was hard to do or make the changes, right? With the technology, if oh. you're not seeing the changes, like you're you're getting the things done in your way, like tweak this, tweak that, and get the results, right? Absolutely. It was it was solely, hey, I've got a this is a very grandiose example, but I've got a billboard in Times Square in New York City. Yeah. And 
I am just going to guesstimate that a million people come through every two days, right? Which is low, but that that's kind of what they were talking about, right? Or you would run a radio ad and mm. you would understand in the markets, how many people were listening. So it's, you know, it's, it's so much more precise, but you know, there's also, you don't know how long people are really resonating with your brand, which is why the follow-up and the, the story after the storytelling makes so much sense too. And any strategies or I would say techniques to ensure that the content is standing out because it's not going to be only our content, as you said, like scrolling, scrolling. So right. it's a million other pieces of content, different uh, different mediums, uh, audio, video, written text, all those kind of mediums. How or how we can stand out is just purely the visual or like the the text. What do you I, think? I think it's that too, but I also, because I'm such a slave to um, that research that I was saying before and knowing who your consumers are or your customers are, mm -hmm. uh, customer segmentation, understanding where those consumers are, getting their data, um, getting their news. Like I, I saw this crazy stat that Gen Z is getting their news from TikTok versus Google. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Not, not, I don't, I mean, I don't do that. <laughs> I am on TikTok yeah. for research reasons and I love it. Um, but I just think knowing that if, if the most influential generation right now is on TikTok, you better be on TikTok and you better be doing something that, that lands with them. Hmm. I've seen multiple brand examples on TikTok. They have like literally modified their whole strategy, especially, especially for TikTok. I'm going to give you one example. I, Last week, I got a debit card for my wife. Like it was a customized debit card. Yeah. What what they did is, I don't know, like whether it might be a common thing, but it was new for me. I was just scrolling through the TikTok videos and a video came up where the guy was showing a, just not face, nothing, just hands with the whole, they were holding the card and the card was metal card, yeah. customized. You can, you can print, engrave anything over that. So uh, they were saying like the plastic cards are useless. So after 15 days, I was at their location and I, I got the card. So wow! Uh, basically, it's, it's a power of TikTok. I never heard about them. And I just went there. I was just thinking like it's going to be I, I don't believe that it's going to be legitimate. So I don't want to give my card credentials or like card number and expiry date and things like that. I don't want to ship that. So I physically went there, got the card customized brought it at my home but i'm just telling you like the power of tiktok i was just scrolling through the videos and just caught my attention uh, unintentional i will tell you this i am so glad you said you actually went to the institution versus doing it on tiktok because i would be so nervous to do that you know to yeah. be able to do it online but i'm so glad that, that's so great that's, yeah. did you tell them did they oh so as part of research did anyone ask you how you found out about them yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. They did. And what's what's I would say, like every video of theirs is getting like 500,000, 5 million views, 2 million views. What they and every video is going viral. Like every video, he showed it to me. Like the, the, the person who's running that business, he showed it to me. Like every video is getting millions of views. Why? Because the the way they are, they are showing it, it's unique. And I'm, that was the first question that came in my mind. Like, uh, why would someone trust their company with their credit card or debit card? People are shipping them their cards from all across the world. 
That's and- incredible. How are the interest rates? <laughs> now you've got me it's just peaked now. Although I'm in the States, I'm assuming I could get it too. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just sharing one example with you. Like this was completely shocking and unique for me, like the power of TikTok. I went there, like you showed it to me, like all the shipping details of the people, like 200 cards, 500 cards. It's just one single machine. They're engraving uh, on the metal. And that's pretty much it. Making millions of dollars doing that. Wow. That's <laughs> incredible. I'll tell you, um, if I'm looking if it's not for work, it's usually for workouts yeah. or recipes and cooking. And I'll tell you, I understand the obsession with TikTok now because normally I was not, I wasn't really on it all that often, right? Yeah. Um, but I understand it and it's really descript. It's designed to have it be quick. Um, so I think, oh, th- so brevity is a really important, uh, important thing as well. Nobody wants to sit there and watch a minute and a half video, right? True. Of- how to make a casserole. So, um, or anything for that matter. But I think that that's really important too, is the timing of things. Cause our attention span, irrespective of our, um, of our age or our life stage, it's, it's not long. We're not yeah. reading, we're not reading newspapers anymore. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. I've, I've explained you or I've shared my example with you. You have, you've shared a ton of valuable knowledge here. Like one final Think that I want to ask, like for sure, what are the key elements like that make the content interesting, memorable, and emotional? Like anything, any key ingredient, storytelling, yes, everything, yes. But is there anything specific that you look look into the content? Like once you are maybe before the final submission to the client, like you're you want to see as a, as a person, like you want to see as a company. I want to see results that are actionable on the back end once that content is posted. I want to <laughs> I want the client to be able to say, yes, my objective was to get 5,000 people to my site, um, you know, to my to my my Instagram page, right? And and mm. like that by the end of the by the end of the the time period. So actionable results to me are very important because the other things like the creativity, making sure that we're, you know, solving for their goals or that we're, you know, creating objectives, all that stuff has to happen before that content even gets posted. So if there is a positive result on the other side, Mm. that's as the CEO of York and Chapel, that's what I want to see. I think if you asked our developers, they'd want to have a seamless experience. If you ask our creative team, they would want to see, you know, beautiful execution of the design. Um, Our videographers would want to make Mm. sure that it's, you know, very stable video and that it's really engaging. Um, you know, and our, our mm-hmm. research folks would want to understand that they're doing, they're hitting the right people at the right time. Mm-hmm. So research matters, like whatever you're doing, like it, it has to make sense in your own area, right? So for you, it's, it's business, it's money for other people, as you said, it's going to be different metrics. Yeah. And, and the money is not necessarily for us. Um, you know, we're, we're, it's for the client. Yeah, we want, I mean, we want to make money, obviously, but um, for for us, it's more, we have the saying at the agency, we say, how does the client know that we love their brand more than they do, right? Because mm-hmm. we are like, they work there. And so it could be, you know, that is, the, that's their job. They could love their brand too. But like, as an agency person, we take on brands that we love and projects that we love. So it's really, if we have not satisfied the client's goals, we failed and no one wants to fail. True. True. Any final thoughts, Jill, that you would like to share with the person who's listening to this episode right now? Um, 
don't overwhelm your clients with content, (laughs) right? You want to make sure that you have a schedule that's flexible, but also that doesn't overwhelm somebody with the same message over and over again. Um, Diversity in content is also really important. Mm -hmm. And keep an eye on artificial intelligence. Keep, keep, Keep researching that because it's going to be just like social media, it's going to evolve every week. Yeah, it's it's game changing, like mid journey, creating images and like chat GPT, creating text. It's and it analyzes yeah. behaviors, consumer preferences, um, data enhancement. I mean, there are so many things. It is not my ballywick by any means, but there's <laughs> folks in my agency where they are living and breathing it. But we're all going to have to understand what it is, just like we have to understand how content can resonate with consumers, too. True, true. And where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? Oh, you can go to yorkandchapel.com or you can go to jill.dow at yorkandchapel.com. Got it. Thank you so much, Jill, for coming to the show. This really means a lot. Thank you so much.